previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. Because I had to. Because you're in danger. He looks over at Evie. Because you're in danger. Because this town is in danger. In what universe do you murder someone and cover yourself in their blood? It would be very difficult for me to count the people I've killed over thousands of years. You go back to the door and open it. Uh, Dr. Seltzer's not there. 20 years, we were pen pals, and you didn't happen to mention. Why would I, when your sole purpose in life is to hunt people like me to perhaps hunt me? I'm willing to continue to help if you want me to, or if you want to try to finish me off here, feel free. No, I'm I'm very interested in a vampiric shield. I was the smart one. I was the one who could see the potential of the project. Dr. Kenwick didn't see it. Seward didn't see it. Dismer didn't see it. None of the rest of them saw it. I was the one who could see it. Evie, how do you feel about continuing to try to track down the duck? I think she and I have a real connection. You can certainly split the party if that's what you would like to do. Ashland, Illinois, June 20th, 2008. Nell Unger sat on her daughter's bed next to a cardboard box she had just filled with quite a few of her daughter's old things from the closet. It had been a few years since Evie had been home, and Nell was both excited and apprehensive about her return. She had started cleaning out the closet as a way to distract herself, calm her nerves, and anyway, she and August had been thinking about downsizing anyway, and there was a lot of cleaning that would need to be done before that happened. But going through Evie's old things hadn't actually calmed Nell down much. Sure, she wasn't as jittery as she had been before, filled with anticipation about her daughter's arrival. But now she was nearly in tears, flooded with the emotions of almost 40 years of parenthood. She wished, as she had done many times before, that she had had more answers for her only daughter. But how could she have? Evie had dealt with things, was still dealing with things, that Nell could never have dreamed of having to endure. Evie saw things. Of this, Nell was now sure. Things that others didn't see. What was less clear was how real those things were. At first, Nell thought Evie was just making her visions up for attention. She was a middle child, after all, and sometimes middle children felt ignored. But after seeing the terror in Evie's eyes one too many times, Nell started to believe that at least Evie thought she was seeing things. But Nell hadn't believed her quickly enough, and Evie had had to deal with the visions on her own for too long to be able to trust her parents after that. Their relationship was fine now, it was even good sometimes, but it wasn't enough for what Evie needed, and Nell just didn't know what she could do now to ever make things right. Wiping a single tear from her cheek, Nell walked down to the basement of the house, into the area they used for storage, and pulled down an old dusty box. She had thought of something this morning that would be a good welcome-home present for her daughter. Honestly, Nell wasn't sure why she'd never shown it to Evie before. Dust and the stale smell of time hit Nell as she opened the box, and she started to rummage around through her family's old things. Some of these items, all placed neatly in this box by Nell's father before he passed away, had belonged to Nell's grandparents, great-grandparents, and even great-great-grandparents, if her father was to be believed. She hadn't really done much digging around in the box for many years, and hadn't even taken that much interest in the items in the first place. But if she remembered correctly, ah yes, here it was. Nell pulled out a dusty little gold box with markings covering the outside. Her father had told her that they were Egyptian hieroglyphs, but they'd never bothered to translate them. The box still shone a little, despite its age. Nell thought the gold might actually be real. But that's not what she had come for. She flipped open the box and pulled out what was inside. It was an incredibly old business card, hand-drawn, for a business that her family had apparently owned near the turn of the century. Above an address for an office in a town in Massachusetts that Nell had never heard of, it simply said, O'Malley Investigations. We help when others can't.
given everything that's been going on in the story here, I try to make sure that I only ask relevant questions <laughs> when we want to open things up <laughs> with discussion. Uh, so this story is, of course, set in 2008. We established that early on. Were there any trends that you were involved in in the <laughs> 2000s? And, <laughs> uh, and how do you feel about them now? Is there anything like, how, do, you, do you feel anything that you were into in the mid, early to mid 2000s that you're like, oh, I don't know about that anymore? <laughs> Interesting. I saw, I saw a post just like yesterday, the day before, in the, in the way that like, fashion trends are cyclical mm -hmm. and we're all kind of having to live through the horror of 90s fashion has kind of come back and I saw someone like some young person was like oh my god you guys if you wear like a bright colored tank top under a shirt <laughs> you get this incredible pop of color <laughs> and like everyone of my age was just like no no we can't go back we can't go back to the layering of the like colorful Don't tanks under the shirts <laughs> god I'll be dead soon I <laughs> I was thinking very specifically and, you know, I'm going to say fondly of the two like extra long layering tank tops that I would wear. And sometimes I would just wear like an extra long under like some other shirt or sometimes I would go wild and I would wear two extra long there tank tops on top of each other. <laughs> Hell yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need that back in my life. <laughs> I definitely when I so I went to a K-8 grade school mm -hmm. and so the first time i switched schools was high school and we went from a yeah. you know it's a catholic grade school catholic high school went from uniform in grade school <gasps> to dress code in high school oh, um, wow. and so we some, some flexibility was opened uh to me and absolutely went to i think american eagle and picked out <laughs> you know seven to ten Polos, which was, you know, that was the dress code, right? You had to have a collared shirt. Absolutely. Everybody wore polos that were striped. Of so they they all they all had stripes. They were all multicolored, <laughs> right? It was like maroon and gold, or like blue and orange. But Love then it. also they, you know, they had the little American Eagle symbol on it, which had a color. It was usually one of the two colors. And so then went out and bought undershirts of all of those colors, <laughs> so that so that the polo the logo matched the undershirt mm. and could I only could <gasps> wear them that way never wore a white undershirt never wow. wore a black undershirt it was always the color the color of the polo um so that, I think I feel like wow. that was my long tank top um equivalent it's so <laughs> trendy <laughs> but I did, I never fashionable. I never popped my collar and I never wore two polos with I was going to say oh, the multiple no, polos God. and multiple no, pop no, collars no, no, I never did that so your oh. whole co your collar ends up looking like phyllo pastry. It's just layers and layers of it going all the way back. There is an image. I was like trying to figure out, you know, exactly how old I would have been, like early two thousands, and yeah, I think early two thousands, like around two thousand, I would have been twelve, and I was definitely still like, and I think even through part of high school, I definitely, and I had the long hair, everything like that. I definitely like. <laughs> And this shit would take hours. I was still getting perms. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it was like, I mean, the curly perm, like whatever. And like, it, it took forever. We would be there till after uh, the salon closed. Ah! And I was committed to it. And uh, I'm not committed <laughs> to it anymore. <laughs> it stopped shortly after. I mean, like, look, as with so many things, like my mom was a little bit of an influence there. But uh, yeah, stopped after high school, and I haven't have not looked back on that one. So uh, you know, I was not as cool Fair. and trendy as you guys. <laughs> I just was really into the perm. Cool and trendy are definitely the words that people apply when they think Absolutely. of me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I will say, in terms of hobbies, the only one that I can really come up with, um, and this was this was a uh, a late grade school, so early two thousand. I. I graduated eighth grade in two thousand three, so this was you know just before that. I, I know I'm, I'm I'm the young I'm the young one of the group. I know. Um, <laughs> was Pokemon cards? That was a big thing in my in my grade school, especially later on. I did. I, I feel pretty good about the fact that I was one of I think the few people 
who actually played the game in addition to just collecting the cards. <laughs> just collecting. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really sure. fun trading card game. I mean, it, it truly is a it's a it's a well designed fun game mm. um, that I would totally play now if I still had my Pokemon cards, but I do not. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have to be because it survived for so yeah. long. Like, yeah, that's fair. Just just show me the cute ones. I don't care. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've never been accused of being trendy. Um, <laughs> Tommy, don't and don't sell yourself short. <laughs> certainly, I can't remember if I've told told this like stories about this on this podcast yet or not. But certainly, like in high school like ninth grade getting into high school and it was the the time of the jinko and <laughs> also then the time of the shorts that were the size of like an airplane hangar <laughs> yeah. right small, like small just yachts. yeah like just shorts that were that went down to the knee and were this broad like the absolutely insane insane style <laughs> choice of the enormous shorts and i of course being the trendy one that i was had shorts that looked like they came from a 1950s male swimsuit model um they were too Far too short. Um, And I think, I think, and here's, this is just to show you that I I don't have any shame anymore and can no longer be embarrassed by most things. I think I was the only boy in my Catholic high school who ever got in trouble for having the too short. Oh, I was going to ask. That is amazing. Incredible. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Very well known, like issue for the girls wearing their like skirts and things. Uh-huh. Like, oh, those were too short. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an inch too short. You know, do the how far off the knee are those? I think <laughs> I was probably the only boy who got in That's trouble funny. for having uh, too short wow. shorts. So you can tell, like, I I was very popular at that point. <laughs> um, but. The other, like you mentioned, Pokemon cards. I collected Magic cards, and then, and then I fell back hard into that last year. I was going to say, I feel like you now, still 20, collect 2000, Magic cards. Twenty twenty one. So yes, so yes, I went. To, but I, I, at least I, I play. I do play. Absolutely. I played then. I play now. So I am getting use out of them. <laughs> I want to say this. I want to say this on the record right now. Um, the only time that Tommy and I have met in person um, was mm-hmm. was. Um, less casual circumstances um we uh mm-hmm. we, yes if if in the future when we are able to actually like spend some time together <laughs> in a more in a friendly way um rather than mm-hmm. a rather than a things that we have to do way i want to play magic i want you to teach me how to play magic because mm. i've never played magic the gathering and would love to play um so i i need i need a starter deck and i need you to teach me how to play when 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 that time comes Eric, that's the most exciting thing that you've ever said. That is literally, that's better than when we talked and you were like, do you want to try to run like a season of this podcast? Like, that's, that's the best thing I've ever heard. One of the thing that I have lacked consistently since grade school is friends who also play magic. I go yeah. to the, like my local game store and I play with those guys, some, uh, well, guys, gals, etc. Guys, gals, and in between. Those folks, and they're very nice, yeah. but I will say in most cases, they're not people that I would consider becoming, like, close friends <laughs> yes. with. Absolutely. <laughs> Fine acquaintances at the local game store, but it's it's not like a, you know, not exactly hitting it off in the, like, super personal way. Yep. So, yes. <laughs> Having people that I could count as friends who also play would be, like... Let's do it. Amazing. Pinnacle. Yes. Man. Okay, uh, let's move off of magic and talk a little bit about magic. Um, <laughs> oh, magic. nice segue. <laughs> let's talk about anything else, honestly. Uh, <laughs> they're illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Kurt had just found himself at the entrance to a basement and decided to cut off a potential attack by an old woman. By attacking the old woman himself first. I feel confident in saying that she is not an old woman. Um, Whatever she is, she is something else. So you lunge at Edna. And Edna, quickly, with great speed, Mm. produces a knife from down by her thigh. And I need you to roll a kick some ass roll for this attack that you were doing. Oh my god. 
Oh, Edna. Edna. She was nice. She didn't have cookies, but she was nice. That should have been our... That really should have yeah. been our main clue. That <laughs> should have been the clue. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Oh. Ooh, okay. What would you like the additional <sighs> effect to be? Oh, man. I got to look at these. Um. Thank God. So, yeah, you have a couple of choices. You can gain advantage, which is take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. Inflict terrible harm. Suffer less harm. Or force them where you want them. I think I have to go with inflict double damage here. That that would be eight damage. <gasps> oh, is there an inflict? I'm looking at the like base rule book, which does not have a small problem with the base rule book versus uh, like yes. I think the some of the revised rules that are online is that like the twelve plus right. has additional special options. Are we, so are we, are we, are we, are we okay using the twelve? I'm fine okay. with yes. I'm totally fine with so doing that. So one of the that. one, so one of the so twelve pluses um, says your attack inflicts double the normal harm. Oh my god, okay. she's not gonna have a neck anymore. Okay. And so I know yeah normally okay. does four, so this would be eight. All right. So how are you attacking her? Oh, I'm going right for the right for the jugular, like right right for the spot okay. that I would Do the that fangs. I would feed okay. from her. <sighs> okay. So she just yells and tries to stab at you while you lunge in with this attack. And it's just, it's just very brutal because it's the two of you in a tight spot mm-hmm. before yep. you've gone into the basement down to the bottom of these stairs. And so you slam her up into the wall with the force of your attack and your bite. And she buries the knife into your back yep. mm. and you will take um, two harm. It's a knife. So two <laughs> harm and the the force with which you slam is so great you dig in with your teeth you actually feel some bone mm-hmm. start to break like you're connecting oh. with bone and oh. you pull out your like you rip back with your mouth with your teeth you kind of yank <laughs> and you feel something snap and give way and as you do, you have flesh hanging from your mouth and you her entire head comes off of her neck and falls onto the ground. Oh boy. And I think at your feet. It's been, you know, when he when he told Marion that he hadn't killed anyone in <laughs> in Ashford, Ashland. 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 When he told Marion that he hadn't killed anyone in in Ashland. He was telling the truth. He really has not killed anyone up until the security guard earlier tonight. And that was not anywhere near as brutal as this. But at different points during his life, he has um, either either needed to hunt or was hunting for, you know, other purposes. And so I think this brings back a flood of memories for him from times when being this brutal would be something that he was actively trying to do. And I think he just kind of drops to his knees for a second after he does this in kind of uh, uh, almost a, a fit of memory. Um, all okay. these And kind of the emotions that come that come with the memories that he's experiencing from this moment. Let me ask something. Under normal circumstances I would make you... M- roll and act under pressure roll. Um, I can still do that, or I can give you the option of, do you want to just automatically give in and feed here again? I don't think you would have to do it for very long because you just fed not that long ago, but I do think just because of what's happened, the severity of it, the fact that you attacked with your teeth and you got a taste of blood again, you would need to feed at least just a little bit here. You would need to kind of get a little bit of blood from, from her body, and then you can continue on. Or would you like to try to resist and just like, I've got something to do. I need to not do this right now. Yeah, I think he like lets this flood of memories wash over him. And some of them are good memories. Some of them are, are not mm-hmm. so good memories. And I think he I think he wants to try to push them away. Because I think that is a okay. life that he has tried to move away from in his time here. And even the good ones, I think he wants to keep those in his past, and so he wants to try to resist. Alright, make an act under pressure roll, please. Seven. Okay. I think in this situation, you are able to steal yourself somewhat. The flood of memories come hits you hard. You know you need to push through. I think what you do is you 
take that moment on your, on your knees thinking of these memories. You take a deep breath, you can tell you were sweating, obviously the adrenaline has been going like crazy from what just happened. You smear blood from that has now all over the floor here. You just take a smear of blood on your hand and just lick all the way down your hand to get that little bit of blood that you need. And you that gives you the control that you need to then move forward. What would you like to do? I don't think there's any way that I can clean up this mess at the moment, so I think I just swing the door open and okay. and um, try to figure out more about what's going on with this man that's chained up. Okay. You just got a new shirt, too. I know. <laughs> Son of a gun. You walk in, and there is a man who is chained to a pole in the basement. Um, when you walk in, and after like the sound of the... the <laughs> The violence the mauling, that just occurred, yes. the mauling, the, <laughs> the brutal violence thunking. that just occurred, um, kind of like just starts sort of moaning and being like, oh, uh, uh, what, what? and like you see his eyes kind of half flutter open. He seems very groggy. Okay. I would like to, at least, if I can, at least try to clean up the blood from my face so that okay. it doesn't look like <laughs> sure. I've just been... <laughs> eating yeah chomping i think the only thing you really have to do that with is like a sleeve something like that anything that didn't get a ton of blood on it from what just happened yeah. so maybe you have like one slightly clean area of a sleeve that you can kind of wipe quickly yeah. okay and then i i, I kind of walk in maybe i try to stay in the shadows a little bit so that my you know my appearance isn't so totally obvious and i say okay dr kenwick Oh, who is, who is it? Please don't, uh, no, I don't, please don't hurt me again. Um, I, uh, I, 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 just please leave me alone. I'm not here to hurt you. I am here to help you. It's, this is, I'm, I'm Mr. Stevens, Kurt Stevens from, from the high school. Stevens, uh, okay, whoever you are, I just, I just, I don't, I just need to be. Uh, left alone, or unless you can get me out of here. I think that I can. Can I come closer and take a look at what's binding you here? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try to inspect the chain, see if there's like, a, is there a padlock on it? Is there something like that? Yeah, it looks like it's basic. It's chains you would get from a hardware store with a padlock on them. Okay. Dr. Kenwick, do you know where the key is? Did did Edna have the key? Uh, yeah, yes, I think. I think she had the key. All right, I'm going to go check her pockets, see if there's a key somewhere. Okay, all right. You uh, check the um, bloodied body, <laughs> and you do find um, she had like a little kind of like a little wallet with her, and inside that there was a little key ring. has a has what appears to be a house key on it and a couple of other keys. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go and try a few of the keys to see if I can release him. It only takes you a couple to find the one that, yes, in fact, there is one to this padlock, and you click it open. Yeah, and I try to unwrap the chains and kind of allow him to okay. free himself. After a moment, you get the chains off. He's still, he doesn't seem like he's able to stand up particularly well. If judging from this situation and from what you can tell... He's either very weak because he has been here for a while and hasn't been, you know, particularly well fed, or, or possibly and, he may have also been drugged regularly. Yeah. Oh, God. Was he, was he standing? Was he lying? Was he... He was sit, basically seated with his back against the pole. Okay. Dr. Kenwick, would you, would you like to lie down? Would you like some water, some food? What, what can I get you? Water, please. Okay. Um, how big is he? He is like, he's like five eight, a little bit pudgy. That's all. That's all I would say. Okay. He's not like an enormous man. I'd like to try to carry him upstairs. Okay, uh, I think that you that is something that you can do in this circumstance. Like just kind of, you take your time and kind of pick him up and hoist him up and just slowly like take him up the stairs with okay. you. I say um, before we before we go. I say, Doctor Kenwick, I want to help you. I need you to do me a favor. Keep your eyes closed as we go up the stairs. Oh. Um, and I, I actually will try to use my ability on him to force him to do that. Okay. Roll for me. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. Oof. So he... Uh, you, actually, I have hold three, you can, so I have, I'm going to keep those other two. For, you have a number of things you yeah. can do. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so 
and you can normally like there's normally sort of a, a uh, something that is like clues you into the fact that this works uh, or would clue any bystander into the fact that this works because they get groggy for a second like just for a quick second and then snap back to themselves um He's so out of it already <laughs> that you you know that it worked, but he's just sort of he he keeps his eyes closed. Yeah, of course, sure, whatever. Yeah, great. Whatever. So I'm gonna take him upstairs, put him on the couch, turn the lights on, hopefully not too bright, um, and mm-hmm. get him a glass of water and okay. just at least give him a few minutes to to try to to recover a little bit. Okay, he lays lays there and he he drinks the water um, and. It does, after a minute of kind of rest and him being, like, on his back a little bit and having gotten some water, he comes to himself a little bit more. He's still very weak, but he seems like he's a little more with it. Um, and just the fact that he is now out of this basement seems like it has helped bring him back up a little bit. Does he react at all to the fact that I'm, like, covered in blood? Yeah, I, I would say he kind of looks at you... And he kind of has a, like, there's a sort of look of disgust on his face at seeing all of the blood and everything. But he's he also knows that he's just far too weak to react in any real way to this. So he just is sort of like, oh, oh, what happened to you? It's probably no worse than what happened to you. Probably much better than what happened to you. Don't, don't worry about it for now. Dr. Kenwick, I know a bit of what was going down, going on down at the lab, but... I'm not sure how you ended up here. I'm not sure how Edna's involved. Can you tell me what happened? I'll use that as my second of the three. Okay. So he takes a moment. Dr. Selter wanted to uh, work on um, these uh, insects, Megalamia, Mortium. I don't know if you know what they are, but they're they're insect creature. And they, we were creating them as as, uh, pollinators and... She did something to them. She brought in tissue samples that she used to help manipulate them. And they were... They became something else, something monstrous. I... I saw what she had done, what she was doing with our experiment. I reported her immediately, and I was able to get her fired. But one day on my way to work, I was stopped and... Shortly after that had happened, and I, someone pulled something over my head, and I was, suddenly, I was, I don't, I, well, next thing I knew, I was here, and that creature who upstairs, that woman, uh, she was keeping me here. She had some sort of way of keeping in touch with, with Dr. Selter. I don't know exact, exactly how, but I think, I know that she's in a, Edna is someone I knew from the lab. She's she worked there. But I think I think some of the people were on Selter's side. I don't know if she was paying them separately or what, but I think that Edna is under under Dr. Selter's peril, control, something. Well, you you won't have to worry about Edna anymore. But thank, thank you. you for telling me about that. Doctor, is there anything else if I or if my my colleagues were attempting to stop what's going on down at the lab. Is there anything else we need to know? Make an investigative mystery roll for me. Uh, six. Six. Okay. When you ask this, you see his head just kind of lull and his eyes close. Mm-hmm. He's alive, but he has passed out. Okay. Am I worried about at all about like does he need medical attention or does he just need rest? Do you, do I have any sense of that? You don't know really. Okay. He it, it's one of those situations where I mean you you have enough lived experience to say he may be dehydrated enough or malnourished enough that that could require medical attention or if he's just given enough rest and regular food and water etc he may just kind of like that may be That's fine. Fine. But okay. You're not sure. It, like what side of that he's he's on? I'm actually gonna pick up the landline here mm-hmm. and make a call to make a make a nine one one call anonymously. Um, mm-hmm. If they find Edna's body, then they find Edna's body. I'm hoping that they won't. Um, if I report that okay. someone needs help at this house, um, okay. that they'll be so focused on kind of getting him the aid that he needs that they won't notice the rest. But if they find if they find out anything else. Or if they find Edna, so be it. I'm gonna make the call and then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and okay. 
I think, head back to the lab. Okay. Then we will cut away from there. Um, and we are going to cut to, and apologies, Lacey, that I will leave you for last here, <laughs> but we are going to cut to Marion. I figured. <laughs> Marion has gotten in her car after a heavy conversation uh, with Kurt, and yep. she's driving at speed to Jer's bait and tackle and things. Yep. Jer's. A place that she is familiar with, but has never frequented. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it J E R? Sorry, yes, it is J E R. J E R apostrophe S. Jairs. Okay. Yep. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first heard it J A I R, and I was like, no, it's probably Jer, like Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's J E J E R apostrophe S. Jairs. Bait and tackle and things. Is it multiple and percents? Bait and yes, it is. It's an a. There's it's yep. It's yeah. Exactly. Apostrophe and apostrophe. It's it's the apostrophes around around the n for each thing. Oh, beautiful. Bait and tackle and things. All right. So you pull up to this little um, kind of, it, it looks like, it's just looks sort of like a little convenience store. Yeah. Um, you have been in Jair's before. Jair's looks small on the outside, but almost TARDIS-like, feels much bigger inside. It's jam-packed with stuff in there. Things. Jair, hmm? <laughs> what? It's jam-packed with things. Things, it is. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's the bait and tackle and things. Um, Jair's started as like a sporting goods store and then Just kept it became popular for as a popular spot where, especially fishermen, there's a nearby lake and fishermen would come in to get stuff. And they just started stocking more and more things that people could use until eventually it became essentially like a 24-hour convenience store, except it also has guns and fishing rods and it's like bait. like a big old thing of and, in the back. Yeah, and all of those <laughs> things. So it's got a little bit of everything in Jairs. Gotcha. Okay, you pull up, lights on in there. What do you do? Well, um, first things first, I'm going to pop my trunk. Okay. Get that old crossbow, just in okay. case. Sure. Um, and I think the the crossbow, it does, there are modern crossbows, but like, this still kind of looks old fashioned. Mm -hmm. Like, it works beautifully, but it doesn't look super like, I am a modern day hunter. But she's going to hope that like, Nevertheless, a crossbow visible can probably, if it's going to pass anywhere, it's going to pass in a place for hunters. Mm -hmm. um, and she'll just seem like, I don't know, one of those like scene kids, if the equivalent exists for hunters, who <laughs> are just like that obnoxious. Sure. <laughs> first things first, though, after she slings like her crossbow, it's got like a, um, a strap and she can put it on her back. Mm -hmm. How's Pete feeling? We haven't checked oh, in with old Pete mm -hmm. in a Pete. while. When you pull up, you yeah. feel him moving, like starting to move <sighs> Great. around a lot. What have I done? Wait, does this mean that okay. I share DNA with Pete? Like a, <gasps> like a significant amount of DNA with Pete? Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Brother Pete. Yep. Oh, come on, Pete. All right. And I am I am separated from the person with the best chance to like heal me if things go wrong, which I love that for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do have my last ditch. I can I can always try myself. But so she's gonna take stock of that, but I don't think it's gonna change what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Which first, how many cars are in this lot, just out of curiosity? So you see one other car in the lot right now. Okay, so probably Jer himself. Hope I assume, hopefully. Um, so out here, do I see any weird signs of anything going on, or does it seem pretty quiet out here? It's pretty quiet right now. Okay. I would say the only sign that you have that something is going on other than the prophecy is the fact that Pete. the bug inside you is moving. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, 2008, we don't have smartphones, so I can't Google the number for Jairs. <laughs> and then, like, call first. Damn. Okay. I don't suppose, no, people don't list their phone number on their signs. So that would have been a nice thing to be able to do, but there I There are some stores that actually do do that, Kate. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can find that in some places. Jairs yeah. does not have his phone yeah. number listed on his sign. All right, though. so... Yeah, there's nothing for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head, head to the door. Okay. All right. You open the door. Ding ding. As you come inside. <laughs> hey. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Need well, anything? He's alive. What can I get Great. for you? 
Okay, uh, is it Jer, I presume? Hi, na- yep, name's Jer, and we have oh. lots of good things here. I'm Jer Jr., my dad was Jer Sr., and if you need things, I've got things. In fact, if you look <laughs> over in that aisle right down there, we have a fantastic supply of, there's all sorts of gadgets and gizmos and things down there. Do you need night vision goggles? We have night vision goggles down there. We also have, and maybe this is not what you are in here for, maybe you need something that cooks one egg. We have, (laughs) it's brilliant. If you just, for breakfast for yourself, it cooks a single egg perfectly in just a minute. The more this man talks, the more I'm convinced this entire store is a place that Tommy has actually visited. <laughs> and this building is directly it, from what he has seen. Do you, if you look to the aisle that he's pointing to, yeah. it is crammed full of stuff that all has as seen on TV. On TV? In the yes. Oh. The, the more Tommy talks, Incredible. the more I think that this whole thing was just a way to feature this store. <laughs> Like the whole the whole plot has been based around this moment. I don't know what you could moment. possibly be talking about. Me, who who like one of my RPG like things is I love having a weird store owner in my in my games. I don't know what you could possibly mean. Okay, hold on. Emily is gonna check. Jer's attack soon is what I was told. Just in case, I'm gonna be okay. Th- I, I will I will check that out. Um. I'm Crossbow, go... deer hunting. What do you need for it? Oh man, honestly, right now I just want to take a gander over at the bait section. We have plenty, lots of bait, everything you could need to fish out in the lake, or if you're going elsewhere out of town. I mean, this bait is miraculous. It works everywhere. <laughs> Let me that tell too. you. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Um. Okay, so she's thinking about two things right now. Mm-hmm. She has a terrifying flash of what if there is in the midst of the bait there are beetles being sold. I I, I just decided to call them beetles, even though we have yeah, this Latin name sure. for them now. Like she is worried that they are being sold here, and mm-hmm. this might be a way they are being distributed. Mm-hmm. But she also remembers, or maybe she, did, who was it that said like live animals would be tossed in. Was that Selter? I think so, yeah. Yes, Selter, yeah. yes. Selter okay. said that. So she doesn't trust Selter as far as she can throw her, but that did seem likely based on what she's seen. Mm-hmm. How big is some of this bait? Because if the beetles are coming, she would love to have things that she could, like, toss and distract them. Yeah, there's a whole lot of, like, mealworms and things. You also have chicken necks, fish mm-hmm. heads, some, like, old, like what look like frozen like little crab legs and things as well squid all of your it's pretty much all of your standard fishing bait fishing uh, you know any of that come on emily you don't know you don't know all the standard fishing (laughs) yeah come on (laughs) um how much of it is frozen versus fresh (laughs) majority frozen there is a small fridge of fresh which is where like the night crawlers and mealworms and that sort of thing are okay um because like I want to find. Ting, ting, ting. Hey, Jer, how you doing? I'm just coming in. I gotta get. I'm just getting a couple of chips. I, I'll be. I'll be out of your hair. Hold on. Just gonna. Who, who, can I turn around? Do I recognize who this is? No, you do not. I this doubt is I Someone would. coming in to pick some Damn items it. up. Damn it! More victims. Okay, let me grab a couple things that look meatiest. Whatever that is. Whether that's the fish heads, the squid. So I'm gonna like sure. have some of that in. There hand. are some large fish heads. Um, and as you go and pick those up, yeah. uh, it starts to feel like like there is a very small but very distinct localized earthquake happening as Fuck. the floor starts to rattle a little bit. Things just start to shake and Fuck. the Fuck. shelves Fuck. start Fuck. to shake. Okay. So I think in a flash, she is picturing that hole mm-hmm. in the basement of the Greenmans. Mm-hmm. And all she can think of is... That many? Fuck me. <laughs> so yep. I think she can she tell where the center of it's coming from? No. There's okay. just vibration happening. It's you can't really tell what the central point that it's, you know, localized from is. Could be happening like right it seems like it's localized to the store, yeah. but you don't know if it's like right underneath the store, if they're gonna kind of erupt, if it's gonna like erupt right outside, where where exactly this is gonna occur. Okay, so can I feeling that scoop 
as much of this big bait as I can, and I'm just gonna fling it on the floor um, and okay. scatter it as wide as I possibly can. I will also take the crossbow from my back, mm-hmm. and I will say, "Hey, folks, it's time to get the fuck out of here," and see if I can get them to leave the store and get okay. to my car. Love All right. Hell so yeah. as the sh- as everything starts shaking, um, they Jer in particular kind of is like. No, I don't think we have earthquakes around here. Usually, I don't remember the last time something like this happened. And then the fish heads go on the floor. And initially, he's like, "Oh, I guess, did that oh, no. fall oh, over, dear. or did oh did you, no, oh, no, the what, what happened?" And then you he's pull the crossbow sweet, too out. Too innocent. And he kind of raises his hands, like he's doesn't now. He just has no fucking clue what's happening. Mm-hmm. The floor this is shaking. Is you dump fish thing. heads on the floor, and now you've pulled out your crossbow. And he's like, "What? Uh, what what's going on?" And I would like you to make him manipulate someone roll for me. Okay. How's this score for you? It's not great. It's a negative one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I should have gone to Jair's. <laughs> oh, 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 nope. Nope. All right. You have two luck, tower. right? I do. So that's a five with my negative one. Um. No, ma'am. You shelter in place when something like this occurs. If this is... If it's... If this is... Uh, that... Uh, I, now, I have not experienced one myself, but I've seen, uh, you know, the sort of uh, things that it can can occur on on television. And I've seen those History Channel specials, and you, what you do is you shelter in place. God, Jer. Oh, my God. You're so charming, and I don't want to lose this local color. <laughs> Ma'am, you should put your crossbow away, and you should also shelter in place. I have room back behind the register. I wouldn't normally let people back here, of course, but this is a dire situation. Safety first. Oh, my God. Okay. Um... Fuck a duck. I was so excited to just be able to get them out. Um, what is the guy who's not Jer? This is not his store to defend. No. Does he look like he, he might want to like, run? turns and yeah, he starts to just run out the door. Um, you know, he, it seems like he's running towards, you see there's another parked car here now. He pulled Perfect. up in a vehicle, so he is running towards that car. Okay. So good. So I do mostly just have to protect Jer here. Yeah, like I don't... I imagine Pete's going wild, huh? Yes. Okay. So wild, in fact, that you feel a piercing pain in the <gasps> your stomach. Take one harm. Oh, no. Oh, Tommy. And I assume because it's inside me, my armor can't help me, huh? No. No. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. So she, I think, like... You see a large crack form in the floor right on the yep. aisle with all of the as-seen-on-TV items. Yeah. Um, and the crack forms kind of down down the aisle, and then these kind of cross cracks start forming perpendicular and diagonal to it. And pieces, little pieces of the floor start to fall inward. Yep. So she is she has moaned, she has grabbed her herself, and she isn't taking no for an answer anymore. Okay. She says, Jer, this isn't the place to shelter in. And she is going to try to, like, grab him and drag him out. Okay. I'm going to say this is... <laughs> let's call this a... Let's let's just call this an act under pressure roll. I think okay. that's what this is. Yep. Um, you're not yet protecting him. You may need to, but you're not yeah. yet doing that. So. Okay. That's momentarily about to happen. Um, that is a eight. An eight. Okay. Go. Love so, and make success. Okay. So he's he, you grab him and he starts kind of like struggling against you a little bit. Yeah. And you can you realize you you are trained, you are strong. You can physically drag him out of here. He is going to be resisting you the entire way, and it is going to slow you down. Yeah. Because he is like fighting you because he does not, you know, he now he's afraid of you as much as whatever's happening because like what's going on. So he just like is struggling against you and you don't even like you're not taking hits from him. Like he's no. just kind of flailing. Yeah. And he's a larger man. Jer is like 6'2". He's he's yeah. a bigger guy, but 
you are strong and you can like grab and pull, like you know how to do that and drag people away, but it's taking you time and you're watching as pieces of the floor on that aisle are falling in and suddenly a whole shelf falls into this hole that's opening up in this aisle of the store and you start, you see a shiny carapace come out as... (laughs) They start to break A couple of bugs start to break up into the store. Yep. I mean, I think the... I feel like the I I don't know like I have a because I've got it in my hand I will momentarily swivel and try to shoot towards towards where these these bugs are coming in but like at the same time I don't care I'm pushing him out the door if like he gets hurt he gets hurt but he's gonna get hurt a lot worse if he's where he is right now make a kick some ass roll hooky. Um, that is a seven plus one. And can we say that I am also protecting someone in this moment? Like, it doesn't actually matter because instead of being an eight, it'd be a nine with my ancient fighting arts. Oh, okay. Because the you have the ability. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's the same level. Do, 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 do. Which one is that? Ancient fighting arts when using an old-fashioned hand weapon, you inflict plus one and get plus one when you roll to protect oh, someone. Oh, protect sure. someone. So it's not Yeah, I will say, that yes, that... I think the plus one harm generally applies. Um, it's just you get the additional plus um, for protecting someone. So I, I'll give you an additional harm that you can do with this attack, basically, because you have the ancient fighting arts. Um, okay. As you said, eight to a nine wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, take the crossbow up and you fire, um, but with... Jer struggling against you. You are trying to pull a very large man along with you and also <laughs> aim and fire at bugs at the same time. Where is his sense of self-preservation, Jer? Where do you sell that in your things? This um, is just more and bait. So, <laughs> hey, you this see is a business profits. opportunity. You, see you, you um, shoot, and it does actually, you watch as this bolt pierces one and then another bug that were crawling <laughs> up and the sticks into the, <laughs> sticks know, into the floor. Um, but in doing so, the crossbow, like, catches on, like, there's a little bit of recoil, it catches on a shelf near you, and it you catches you back under the chin, like, it catches, bounces, hits you, yeah. and you take uh, one harm from that. Okay. I'm going to say this is harm. Um, that my armor would that does help not, Yes. Yes. Awesome. Counted as a two harm hit. You just, oh, you only take one in this case. Okay. Woo. It's not looking great, guys. Yeah. So I just want to focus on like getting out and shutting the door. Because for whatever reason, they couldn't get okay. through that basement door. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Now the insects are swarming out. And yeah. some of these beetles start crawling over, of course, towards you and Jer as you're getting to the door. And one um, is attempting to latch onto Jer's leg with its pinchers. Oh, nope. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I gotta, as quick as I can, I'm gonna grab one of my, my long knives and I'm gonna see if I can angle it just right to just, like, swat that bug off that leg. She's such a badass. <laughs> <She really laughs> Unless is. I fail. Okay. Crossbow, long now knives. Here, here is where I'm gonna ask, do you think you are protecting someone or trying to... That kill, is like, protecting kill him. A bug. All right. I, I want it off. I, I can't okay. I can't kill enough of them to make a difference. All right. Then roll to protect someone. Okay. God. That's a ten! All Woo. right. <laughs> Very good. Very good. It would be so embarrassing if I created a character to be like a fighting badass who then fails miserably every <laughs> single time. So you get to choose some <laughs> options now. You suffer little harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy. You hold the enemy back. Okay. Um, it's gotta be, I want to suffer little harm and I want to hold the enemy back. Okay. You only get one extra though. Oh, I do? Damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I'd like okay. all the extras, please. Please. Then I, I gotta considered? hold the enemy back. Oh. <laughs> Every extra. Yeah. I'm gonna hold him back. Okay. Uh, I will say that as it goes to bite at Jer's leg, you just stick your own leg in the way and jam it Ugh. kind of into the pinchers in the head of this thing. Yeah. Um, it does bite you. Um, that They would normally do a two-harm attack, so that is going to be one more harm to you. What are you at, harm I have just crossed over into unstable. Oh, boy. Oh. Get to that so car and get out. it tears into you, and it tears down. It actually kind of 
tears into your leg and down, and now there is a very deep and bleeding gash in your leg. However, when you do so, and you crunch down into this bug and kick it back, it, like, slides backward across the floor um, with some of your blood on it, and you see a couple of the other bugs turn and, like, just start chewing on that bug. Goddamn vampire bug. And that's part of what stops them from coming, like, continuing to come towards you. No loyalty, these bugs. <laughs> you know, Emily, if uh, you sacrificed Jer, they'd probably... <laughs> they'd probably just leave. You're not wrong. <laughs> they'd probably just eat him and go. At this point, now that what the situation is happening and it's becoming clear, Jer is still panicking, but he has stopped yeah. fighting you actively. He sees yeah. that you are, like, dragging him away from whatever this awful shit is. And you both run out to your car yeah. um, and get in. Okay. What the hell was all that? A uh, bad bugs. Bad bugs. I don't don't I, I don't I don't know. We're tr- don't go in there. Just don't go in there. Like she is barely paying attention to him now that he's he out looks, of immediate he looks danger. Down at your leg. Can you drive? I'm gonna. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not an answer to the I, question, but but an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like she does actually, I, I, she would absolutely keep her first aid kit like in mm-hmm. her car, but she's not using it right now. She okay. wants to get away. She wants to get a distance so you away. you book it out of there? Yeah. Okay. Um, you drive, uh, quickly and in the rear view mirror, you can see pieces of the building collapsing in Jesus! to a hole. I'm so confused Bugs. by why, uh, honestly, I, I like, I wrote this question down uh, mm-hmm. during one of the earlier episodes and I like put a bunch of stars around it because I just <laughs> why haven't these bugs taken over the town yet that's my my big mm-hmm. my big pressing question is what is holding them back God. I'm still asking that question I don't know if we'll even get an answer but I'm <laughs> I'm so curious roll to investigate a keeper <laughs> all right <laughs> what is it did he just forget about that part logically <laughs> or does he unlikely. have a reason seems unlikely but maybe Legit, I never know like when things are plot holes and when things are just like they have explanations that I don't yeah. necessarily know yet. And mm-hmm. so I always just like <laughs> try not to wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we will cut away now as you speed away. And Do I have I'm... Jer in my car? Yeah, Jer's in your car. Great. Oh, bestie. I've got a I don't know where friend. you're going or what your plan is with Jer, but you have Jer in your car right now. <laughs> Uh, and we cut to Evie. Dun, dun, dun. last. Oh. Evie has been left in this lab by her two fellow investigators, her two fellow ghosts. Hey, that, that seems a little, that seems a little pointed, <laughs> maybe a little harsh. <laughs> We're trying to save people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. It's true. I don't know Evie, how Evie figure feels it about out. it. They, they, they've got important things to do. They'll figure this shit out. All right. Evie. What would you like to do now? Evie's not feeling good. I gotta say, you know, in her work that she's done since um, high school, as far as like ghost investigations, as far as working uh, with detectives, uh, with you know, to help with like murders, missing people, you know, she's always had a team of some sort. Even if she was kind of somewhere by herself, a team was nearby. She's not, you know, loving loving this. Um, and I think something I've been I haven't mentioned before, just because I forgot a little and didn't see the time. Another thing that Evie's wearing is this ring. And it's a old, I mean, like, it's not an expensive ring. It's an old yellow gold band with, a like, a black opal, oval opal on it. And then, like, a really tiny diamond at the center of that opal. And it is her great-grandmother Vera's ring. And it is her focus it is the thing she kind of channels her powers through and now everything has been so frantic so far i think now even now she hasn't been thinking about that but now that she's by herself she is just like rubbing like i'm doing now that you can't see just like rubbing that finger rubbing that ring and just trying to center herself a little bit i would like her to try to follow the blood trail back to the front of the building. Okay. I will say you are able to do that successfully. You follow it back and you are now back at the front of the building. There is a bloody dead 
guard behind uh, a desk, um, and you are there, sort of in the entryway. Sorry, I think <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think I think she does look at the I, I don't remember if she did. I know she looked at it before and just kind of kept going. I think she does look at the body and just says, "I'm so sorry," and she keeps going and she goes back to the front door. It kind of opens it a little bit, like she's standing there, so the door's propped mm-hmm. open. Like, she, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna try to use, I'm gonna try to use magic to observe another place or time. Mm-hmm. And okay. what, I, what I would like to do, what the goal of this is, is to see if I can see Doctor Selter and which way she went. Okay. Oh, All right, I like I it. That. Okay. Roll to use your magic. Please don't go bad. Five plus four is nine. Plus two is an eleven. Hell yeah! Hell yes. Very nice. So Very nice. See all. All right. So it works without issue. Um, and I think for the first time tonight, as you close your eyes and you're rubbing your ring, you feel what sometimes happens, and it doesn't happen that often, but it did happen once twenty years ago. It's happened once or twice in between then. And you feel, it feels like that you're, the hand of your great-grandmother touches the back of your hand. You just feel this warmth on your hand, and you know that it is her. Um, your ring also kind of feels a little bit warmer than normal. Um, and you hear the voice of your great-grandmother in your ear just say, You're doing so good. and you open your eyes and suddenly it looks like daytime here it's like bright and lit and everything's kind of like shining and you're actually seeing not just a few minutes ago when dr selter would went like went in and ran up you are seeing dr selter weeks ago something like that going into the going into the lab, walking in, she swipes in, she signs into the desk and says hi to the guard, and she walks in up the stairs. And if you would like, you can follow her in as she is doing this. Yeah, she's gonna Okay. No, we're just gonna ignore this beautiful breadcrumb trail that the okay. DMs <laughs> Evie leaves. Like, well that right, one is sunny. Will- <laughs> I'm really liking the decor. <laughs> Uh, you walk and you you follow her up and you can tell there is sort of a, it's sort of like a ghostly image thing. If you really focus, you could kind of see behind what you were seeing now to see the actual present day, the, this nighttime dimly lit version of the lab that you are actually in. But over that, covering that like a screen is this version that you are seeing now from the past as you walk in and you follow her kind of around she winds her way around back and up some stairs um, and you walk up and you see she makes a right then a left through some halls and there there's an entryway to a laboratory and it seems as though this laboratory strangely you can only access it from the top floor but this is what caused this weird wall block off down on the first floor it is a two-story lab room that is only accessible from the top, from the second story. Um, And you get in and you open the door. And as you do so, you you kind of watch this past version of Dr. Selter enter the room and you hear another male voice say, uh, Selter, I've already gone to Seward and Dismer about this. Your time here is done. And then the vision that you are having fades. So I'm in the lab now? You are now standing in the lab. What do I do I see what do I see is So uh, sure. As you Selter? look around Yeah. So you look around, you do not see Selter immediately. As you look around you see there are um all sorts of like kind of areas that are set up for like research stations, panels, computers Um, all sorts of scientific implements, and there is um, a little stairwell that goes down to what would be the bottom floor of this as well, this this room. There is also sort of a central chamber that goes down that you can see, like if you stand over it, you could look down um, into this chamber. It seems like it's like a holding area. What would you like to do? But I'm up above that 
Yes, I you're the on the. Yes, side. exactly. You're at the top of it. I mean, Evie doesn't know. Evie didn't go to college for very long. She doesn't know what all these computers do. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is such a cool scene, like a, a two-story laboratory. It, I'm imagining oh. like a catwalk around the top. Like that's just. It's such mm-hmm. a cool. It's such a cool spot. <laughs> it really the kind is. of laboratory, yeah, where no good can happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even though, like, I think we were told earlier that the queen is like human size, I was still expecting a little to go in and just be like, she took up the whole middle, and yeah. I was just gonna like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she grows. Maybe Ugh. she does. Ugh. Okay. Mm. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she shrinks. <laughs> Maybe um, she's already she's dead. Easy. <laughs> she's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, as quietly as I mean, I can, as as much as I can, kind of try to watch my movements and be quiet. Try to descend because it doesn't sound like there's really anything I could do up here, and I can't really see anything. Mm-hmm. You could. So there is a, a bit of light up here. If you look down, uh, like as you kind of go to the stair that winds down around the central holding chamber here, as you look around, you look down over the edge of this thing and you see at the bottom, it is like an enclosure. And there was at one time a cement floor there. And there is a large hole through the cement floor. (laughs) I hate it. This sucks, Tom. <laughs> That's where the bunnies are from. That's where it's, the wonderful bunnies live. Uh-huh. It's so good that I hate it. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep is the yep, thing. Yep. To be clear. Oh, not 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 good. Um, you think that you hear a voice now from down the stairs, down on the first level of this lab. Just one voice? It's a female voice, yes. Does it sound like Selter, or does it sound like the voice I heard? way back when I was trying to talk to Peter, the bug. This sounds like Selter. (laughs) And you can't make out the words, but it sounds agitated. Can I try to creep closer? Sure. I'll allow you to creep closer, but I will ask you to make an act under pressure roll to do so successfully. (laughs) Oh, that's uh, that's not what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Five plus six is an eleven. Minus one, but... It's a 10. We all it's still a 10. It. Let it never be said that Evie is not cool. Oh. All right. Yes. Oh God. Evie's very cool. Uh, you God. creep down the stairs closer, and as you do, you can hear what she is saying. She sounds like she is hitting buttons, and she occasionally you actually hear her like hit something, and she's just repeatedly saying things like, I can't believe he screwed this up. How could he have screwed this up? I need to get... Uh, damn it. I, I, can, I think I can salvage this, but I, I gave him very clear instructions, and he still screwed this up. Do I see her? As you get closer, you do see her. She is at a computer, and next to the computer, she is both typing things in the computer... On the one hand, kind of doing that, and she's switching between that frequently, between that and a small device that she has next to her. And she's pressing buttons on it and occasionally banging it on the desk that she is sitting at. And going back to the computer and typing things in and then banging it on the desk repeatedly. (laughs) Okay, um, so I wanted to try to use magic again. Mm Mm-hmm. And this time it is to... Sorry, I thought I saw a different word. Okay, this works still. Trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Okay. Okay. And the idea is like tr- like binding her maybe, or just like trapping her to where she can't keep pushing these fucking buttons. Okay, roll for it. Come on. Oh no. You have one luck no. left. No, 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 no. No, I don't. I have zero luck left. Oh. None. Five plus one is six, but plus, but plus two is eight. Okay. Oh my, okay. How dare you? How dare you lead us on that journey? I'm, take, I'm, I'm teaching the people about math. What's the glitch? What's the glitch? Oh, God. Oh, not great. Not great. We'll just do, because, I mean, the effect is weakened. I don't want it to be weakened. I don't want to take one more harm because that puts me at three, puts me at closer. I think the only immediate unwelcome attention I could draw is from these bugs. Hmm. 
problematic side effect is what Evie is, uh, especially Evie and I are both very afraid of, which would be slipping into the dark thing and no one is there to get her out of it. It might not be that. You never know. I don't. Oh, it's look that. Look at him. He's not trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just go with it's of short duration. Okay. Maybe I could do something. Sure. So you focus and the black energy comes out of your hands, your fingers, and swirls over quickly to Dr. Selter as she's sitting there. And it wraps around and her basically she essentially freezes. Like she's messing with this device. She's on the computer and everything stops. She just locks up and the chair swivels around just from your own energy swivels around so that she is now facing you. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? He screwed it up. Who? And now... Wouldn't you like to fucking know? I think we're going to end it right there. <laughs> For now. Oh, man. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Agreed. Wouldn't we all? This podcast was created using Monster of the Week... Written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. It is based on an original adventure written by Tommy Witty. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at N-O-M-G Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast.